we can do like a pre-show. Just so it's, you know, well, you know, Ira Glass, always be recording. That's it's it, whatever. My, my, fa- start. my favorite thing in, um, you don't listen to accidental tech podcasts, do you? ATP. No, I don't. It's not. Yeah, because I, I think we've talked about how, yeah, yeah like it's, yeah. I'm too, it's too deep. Yeah. Um, that, but my favorite thing in ATP is that, uh, they'll like, like, because I only experience, I don't experience it live. Like, it is a, it's a live thing, which is also a thing, but I experience it as a podcast. And, mm. and this, they start every show. And it just kind of drops in on conversation. And then one of them will have a bitch about, save it for the show. And they're like, this is the show. And then, then they start the show. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like now that you said that, that we started. So I have to say, <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, welcome to Baby Got Backend Podcast. My name is Morgan Roberts. I'm joined today by Josh Withers. I don't even know where, what, why I'm here. Like I bring nothing to the table in this regard. Hmm. I mean, because that's the thing. Because the thing, I, the one thing I love about conversations is that you have, you may have something written down. When when one wants to engage in a conversation that is somewhat organised, as in, hey, do you want to come on the radio? Hey, do you want to have a meeting at three o'clock? Hey, come on my podcast. There's there's going to be, you know, a list or something that's on an agenda, and I I kind of even don't want to talk to you about the thing that I have on the agenda for you, the thing that I want to talk about. But but what? Tell me more about that because tell me more about why you feel like you say that flippantly as a joke, but also there's some truth to it. So there's there's an issue with calling yourself an expert. Like if you've if you've ever watched breakfast television in Australia, there's a raft of people, which I've been one of, um, that is uh, ready and willing to jump on TV and talk to some extent about how much they know about a subject. And, and ultimately none of us know anything. So there's two, there's two kind of existential arguments here. One is that none of us know everything. And the other is that most of us aren't qualified to talk about it. And, and I definitely feel like I'm both people that I'm not qualified, but the only thing I'm really qualified at is actually getting on the microphone and having a chat about something I'm not qualified to talk about. <laughs> Which is why I'm here to talk about female rights and have they got too many? Your thoughts, Morgan? <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Anyway, uh, bring on my next guest, Clementine Ford. <laughs> so, <laughs> where do we go from there? So, I, 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 it's funny because I, you know, wanted to. Part of what this podcast was about was actually about bringing was about photographers and talking to photographers about. The things, the boring shit behind their business and the, the stupid things that they go, oh, I'll get to that one day. And um, for some reason, I had you down to talk to them about, as a non-photographer, to talk about customer journey because the conversations over voice and text and mostly voice and text, we email, but it's very professional, uh, mostly our rants over voice and text about things like this, things like why X, why this, why that. Um, figuring out ways to tackle things that I think in our space of wedding world, perhaps it's a bit wanky and a bit, you know, ephemeral. But, you know, at some point we've tried and cared enough about things like, oh, what happens when this email looks like this? And what happens with this automatic text does this? And what does that mean? And how would that make someone feel? And all this other stuff. And so I just feel that there's something in there that we could distill down to a, 
you know, a 25 minute, 30 minute conversation, no, um, come entitled on. customer journey. This isn't going to go for at least 30 minutes. I'm being optimistic. <laughs> Let's actually go down that, that road for a little bit. Cause I've actually spent a lot of time in the last week optimizing my customer journey, uh, not just my own for my own business, uh, but also for, uh, a new brand that I've been, I've been kind of simmering on for a while and I actually sat down and in Dubsado, which is my customer relationship management software, CRM. I have, uh, I've created, uh, a customer journey, which is a really, it's, it's a really beautiful opportunity to have, to actually have a customer journey in mind, but to create it with a tool in mind, because how many of us have already started our, our business? We've kind of got some kind of a customer journey. And then we, we go to studio ninjas website and we try and make studio ninja fit into our glove or we make Tave or Dubsado or 17 hats or you know, gravity forms or whatever, whatever, whatever. square space. I mean, I'm like, I've already got this existing customer journey and um, by golly, Studio Ninja, if you don't, if you don't work for me, then you're obviously <laughs> shit. <laughs> Whereas each one of these tools, like, uh, you know, whoever's developing which one of the tools, like they've got, uh, they've got a broad customer journey in mind and they, they might have some kind of A, B scenarios, A, B, C scenarios, but like, there is no, there is no Jesus CRM that kind of just you know saves everyone. It's um, yeah, each each one's going to have its own journey in mind. And I already used Dubsado for my um for for one of my brands, and I, I I'd seen a few tools that I thought might be kind of cool in there. And then as I started thinking more and more, I thought I wonder if I can actually create a customer journey like fresh with Dubsado. And I'm I'm really I'm actually really happy with myself. It's really cool. Oh, that's cool. Tell us more about how long have you been using Dubsado? Because you, you, I know that you switched at some point in the last two years or something, but tell me more. Yeah, it'd be about two years in Dubsado because before then I was a proponent of uh, kind of BYO CRM, kind of DIY. Uh, I'd crafted my own thing using WordPress and Gravity Forms and Zapier uh, and Stripe um, and obviously different Google products, Gmail, uh, GCal, that kind of thing. Um, I, I liked what I had because what I had was, it was, it was my own rickety, beautiful construction. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, like when our parents would, uh, would, would build a piece of furniture for their house and it would fit perfectly on that wall and it would hold the exact television and the exact VCR and, you know, you know, Nintendo 64 or whatever, it will work perfectly for that occasion. But the second you upgrade your bloody TV or you move house, <laughs> the whole thing doesn't work. I, is that just my house? Or was that everyone's house? <laughs> uh, I think that's a few people's house. But I also, because here's the thing, because what you're describing is, is what my current system is. That is the back end of my customer journey. And... It's that way because you got me onto that and now I've sort of take I took that and ran with it. And there's I think there's a whole episode that we could spend on that. Is this this episode perhaps we touch on it. But the thing that I the thing that I am interested in is like we I mean, we we're talking about how we manage it, but also I'm interested in like what where is the need, like the need for this to actually be a thing comes from the need from us to actually create that for someone else. And so like, I mean, we're, we're, like, why do we need it basically? Okay. So here's, here's why I went from my DIY, BYO, everything to Dubsado. 
Uh, and it could have been Tave, um, to be honest with you, but Dubsado and Tave were kind of 50-50. And I think, I can't even remember what the reason was at the time, but there was, there was a reason I went one over the other and it's not coming to me clearly right now. A part of me thinks like maybe I probably should have gone Tave, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> like in the end, you just kind of, you choose the car at the car lot and you just drive out. That's going to be okay. Mm. Um, you're going to start loving it, you know, and telling yourself, yeah, like, you know, like us, we bought it a car you know a, a little over a year ago now and it's like oh man just love this this is the best and it's like yeah because fuckhead you've been driving in it every day for a year of course like which on a side <laughs> note i always like- find really like <laughs> i find it's really funny when couples review us like five star josh is the best celebrant in the whole world i'm like cool i, I get it you're also kind of like a little bit justifying the fact that you spent you know 1500 2500 oh my god i like <laughs> Like you're kind of telling yourself he's the best seller around. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean you are, but also it's like you know, no, yeah, no, I'm joking. But yeah, thanks, thanks, guy. Also, like, how many times have you married and hired a celebrant? So yeah, it's exactly. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. And, this is the best. This is categorically the best Big Mac I've ever had, uh, and I've only ever eaten it once. So yeah. you know. Whatever. It's like the Story Bridge. It's Australia's second best bridge climb out of the two available. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but wow. I was talking about uh, Dubsado. So I the reason the reason I made the change from my DIY BYO to uh, a name brand uh, and an existing system was because uh, there was two things that I was worried could happen. One is that I would bring someone else into the business as an assistant and like to assist me, uh, whether that was mm. Britt, my wife, or whether it was someone else. And and it'd be like kind of trying to explain the mess in my garage to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like I could have maybe, but, it'd be, but, you know, we all know. We all know that wasn't the best idea to try and explain the mess in the garage. Like the whole, the, the garage really needs to be tidied up. So, so I needed to create a place where other people could come into my business and operate in that to some extent. And so that required a system that someone else could kind of log into, like a place they could go. Like, here's the key to the front door of my garage, you know, and there was no direct key. Like, um, so there was that issue. And the other one was I started thinking more and more about how the fact uh, that I'm human um, could impact my business and whether this is illness, death, uh, whatever, particularly as we were traveling a lot more, I thought, I thought maybe there's an opportunity here for something thoroughly bloody terrible to go wrong. And if that was to happen, who or how would anyone call anyone and blah, blah, blah. Like someone would, someone would have to understand my system. And so two things I could do, thoroughly overhaul my existing system and document it so that you, for example, could <laughs> – like, like, just say I die tomorrow. Not me. Someone <laughs> else. Because I probably could figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You, you, but, but, but like, I'm an edge case. I'm, 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 I'm not you in your garage, but I'm, I'm the crazy fucking idiot who you invited over like once every few months. I'm like, oh man, yeah, look, it's a bit weird, but I kind of get Josh's garage by now. Like, I, yeah. I feel it. <laughs> so, so you maybe, but, uh, but you know, like, like if, if I was to die, would someone be able to find a list of couples and call them and say, hey, sorry. And then, then try and negotiate what the future of their wedding looks like. Because that's yeah, that's totally. going to be a possibility one day. Like I don't have any plans on on quitting celebrancy. Like I couldn't imagine anything that would ever happen in the world that would impact my business as a celebrant. Like who's going <laughs> to 
who's going to stop getting married? That's yeah, never going to happen. <laughs> recorded Tuesday, the 21st of April, 2020. Anyway, thank you. My name's Morgan Hollow. Welcome to the rest of this episode now that it's been dated. So, um, yeah. and cause that totally, the, for me, that was why I had to find some sort of front, uh, front that I could see information that was not an inbox. And for me, that was, uh, that became, um, uh, Trello for me. Um, so the way I do things is, I guess we're going to go inside baseball now cause Hey, let's go. But the way I do things is I have a form, uh, I have my forms in type form. Um, obviously I use Gmail. I have zero for accounting and invoicing and stuff and, you know, Google calendar, Google contacts and, um, Trello is the front end of a bunch of data, but Zapier ties it all together. Zapier. Do you ever know Zapier, Zapier? I don't know. Cause the, well, the, the things that we build in Zapier are called zaps. So I, now I'm like, well, isn't it Zapier? I think it's Zapier because <laughs> there's the zaps. Plus they also just released a new little tool called Zappy, um, which is like a screenshotting screen recording, like a handy, it's actually a cute little utility. If you do any kind of yeah. Anyway, if you share stuff off your screen, Zappy is a cool little app to have. And so Zappy and Zap, I'm going to think it's Zapier. Yeah, cool. So so for me, like the, to have all that, Zapier ties all that data together and puts it into Trello. So if I opened up Trello, um, at least for weddings, and there's opportunity here, I can, there's a, there's a, um, there's a list in Trello. Is it called a list? No, it's called a board, a board in Trello that's like upcoming weddings. And it's got, I can, I've told Zapier to put, a photo of the couple there. There's a, all their package details. There's a checklist that I have to check off for every job. There's their phone number. There's, you know, other contacts and stuff. Um, and so that at least, at least someone, but you, you know what, if I died tomorrow, it, there's still some opportunities there. So it's interesting that you say, okay, here's the worst case. If you treat this system with the worst case scenario, what, uh, you know, where are the opportunities? So hmm, that's probably something that I can start working on over the next couple of weeks as we've all got a little bit of time on our hands. Um, coming back again though, cause I love this, I love this inside chat, but I also think like from what do you, I assume you've had a lot of conversations with people saying, cool. So why do you need something like this? Like what other than the dying thing, like from the actual individual, not individual, but specific couples, like, how they are interacting with your business. The the answer to this is like there's two answers because there's two there's two two brands and two groups of people interacting with with Dubsado from now. So one of them is my wedding celebrant brand, um, my which is just Josh Withers and and couples aren't interacting with that too much. Um, Dubsado is probably more of a help to me instead of a help to them. Uh, and the reason for that, and, and I'm, I'm working on a one way is to slightly make that a little bit tighter and a little bit nicer. So it's a little bit, a little bit more helpful for me and them. Uh, but, but my, my wedding brand is very hands-on. It's very you know, boutique, you know, handholdy kind of Josh is my best friend. He helps me out kind of brand. So, so with that, there's not a lot of automation in that. Like I don't send automated sales emails. I don't, like the, as much as there's automated elements of my life, the customer journey is very boutique. Yeah, absolutely. Which is the thing that, the, which is just a concept that I keep seeing so, so much stuff. It's like, when do you want to automate something? It's like, well, is there meant to be soul in it? Yeah, and absolutely. It's meant to be soul in it. Fucking don't automate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> invoicing, zero soul, 
automate those babies. Like fantastic. It, it, like every seven days when your invoice is overdue, here's that same invoice, same email you got seven days ago reminding you that your invoice is overdue. Like there's no soul in that. And you know, you might argue where there could be, but I've decided there's not. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, a whole lot of soul in my Josh Withers wedding brand. Um, the other brand is uh, is a um, a legals only, just like just getting people married brand, and and there's no soul. It's uh, it, there's there's no soul. There's no love. Like there's a level of professionalism as one would expect from a business I would create, and there's a level of professionalism that the code of conduct and the um, the general public would expect from a professional <laughs> service. Like it's not a cheap and nasty, dodgy, you know, back alley kind of deal, but there's no soul. It's mm. very, very, very much like, you know, uh, number three, six, nine next, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a service. And so that's heavily automated. In fact, I'm like, you would be impressed how beautifully, beautifully automated the thing is. The only, the only interaction required is the legal paperwork, which, at some point, might like we could possibly design an API to do, but even then, the legal paperwork it just has to be right. It needs it needs just fifteen minutes of soul just to make sure the paperwork is correct because paperwork is you know it's boring. Uh, so yeah, so there's there's that small amount of soul there, but heavily heavily automated, which uh, I'm really proud of. Like it works really well. Yeah, totally. Um, tell is that is that paper is that paperwork only business basically launched now have you done that uh it's it's not not launched um but yeah. it's <laughs> like like i'm not I'm not doing a big hurrah uh we're just um i i spent i spent a day setting up the automations uh i'm still working on the website and landing pages and it's going to be a whole lot of seo like it's like that's the place it's going to live in it's going to be an seo world slash hopefully people and friends of mine would know about it so that if they've got a client who fits into that um, like if that's a product they would want to have them, they would know to say, Hey, use Josh's product. Um, and, and look, just to explain that, cause that was kind of a cryptic way of describing it. Um, it's called the marriage office and the marriage office is for people who are getting married overseas, but they want to have an Australian legal marriage, um, registration. Like they want to be married on Australian soil before or after their destination wedding. So they don't have to worry about international laws and that kind of international marriage BS, um, the other one is if you want a friend to marry you, which you know what is a valid and beautiful thing. But I, like, how many how many people have you heard that either became celebrants or they've you've gone to the wedding and like, oh, my friend John is the celebrant today, and we paid for him to become a celebrant, and I'm, and that cost is becoming a whole lot more. Like, it yeah, used to, it's used to be extreme. Yeah, it used to be like in the sub one thousand mark. These days, it's probably in the pro two thousand three thousand mark, and it's a there's year. a whole. Yeah, there's a whole conversation a year. Yeah, I knew this, but that's since just I don't want to swipe that aside. Like, yeah, a year, uh, which is an interesting customer journey in and of itself. That the attorney general's department and is saying, you know, this is now what we have to do. Uh, this is now what we have to make you guys do to get through this. It's really um, hard to become a celebrant today. Which, yeah, as a, as a person who is a celebrant, I'm like, yay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, I also recommend like. I don't know. That's an argument for another day. But becoming a celebrant is hard. So, uh, so if you want your friend John to be a celebrant, then then let him be the guy that talks. But just maybe earlier in the day, maybe the week before, something like that. Just come do your paperwork with me, and I'll look after your paperwork. Um, hmm. And then the third option is the obvious one. We just want to get married, but we don't want to have a wedding or an elopement or anything. We, we just we just want the paperwork. And, hmm. uh, and so yeah, they're, they're the three kind of uh, people that we're aiming the marriage office at. Hmm. 
you've been doing this for a while, and I think that something something that I we have a lot of conversations about, you know, this this techie stuff and this this all this stuff. Do you feel like there's that element of I know how to do this and I'm good at it, so I want to try and find an excuse to do it? Um, like the automations and the customer yeah. journeys, and yeah, like I personally like I love spending time in those apps. Going, okay, here's a problem now. Can I fix this? How can I fix this? How can I make this better? Yeah, I, I, honestly, like spending the day designing the marriage office back end was it was really enjoyable <laughs> for me. Like, <laughs> like I, 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 yes, <laughs> I, I enjoy problem solving. I found it a really enjoyable time to do, and, and particularly as um, you know, through this time uh, as coronavirus slash COVID-19 slash pandemic slash whatever's going on in the world. Um, you know, a lot of our businesses are in hibernation mode, as our prime minister would say. And so just the opportunity just to do something that resembles business felt really nice for a couple of hours. So tell us, Josh, like what, because we're talking about automation, we're talking about workflow. Like what does that actually look like uh, in where you, because I can talk about Zapier and Trello and all that stuff for hours and I will, but what does that look like for you right now in your software on your end? Yeah, so I'll talk about the marriage office because that's an overly workflowed, overly automated process. And it's kind of – it's sexy from a back-end point of view. It's kind of cool. So uh, so the customer journey um, – I've talked about customer journey in a few workshops and seminars before, and I talk about it being that there's a playground and and that my business is one of the, one of the um, objects in the playground that you can come and play on. And so – and that's the that's the dance of marketing that people are in the playground and then they choose my my slippery dip to to slide on and so that's the that's the dance of marketing and you know is this the right product market fit pricing that kind of thing but they get to a point where they discover that I exist and they start taking steps up the ladder to to make a decision will I will I slide on this slippery dip and the steps up the ladder are those final negotiation points, for example, flicking through the website, maybe it's email, maybe it's a sales phone call or a video or whatever, and they're making the decision, is this for me? Mm. Uh, and so so that, that I'm not going to talk about that because that's sales and marketing and that's it's exciting, but it's I'll narrow in on the sliding down the slippery dip because because uh, that's, I feel, where most businesses actually slip up. Like there's a million seminars, you know, on how to sell and how to, how to market and how to make, convince people to pay you money. And like, like I even read a really beautiful <laughs> article about, um, about uh, psychology and pricing and, and about decoy pricing and, um, and anchor pricing. That's a, it's actually really cool, but, uh, but that's sales and marketing. We'll put that aside for a moment. Let's talk about making the decision to slide down the slippery dip and, and doing the dip. So mm. the top of the slippery dip is a, is an inflection point where people say, yes, this is the slippery dip for me. And I call that uh, the booking process or the, it's the yes. Um, so th- that's where Dubsado takes over. So before then, no Dubsado. Before then, it's all, you know, sales, marketing, blah, blah, blah. So they say, yes, we're in. That's a booking form on Dubsado. And uh, if you actually, if you log into Dubsado and start a, you know, free trial or whatever, it's called a proposal. So I create a proposal um, in, uh, in Dubsado and I call it booking form. And in that, I ask all the questions that I want to ask. And they also choose a package. So they choose a package. So you can have multiple packages. You know, it might be ABC, my cheap, medium, expensive packages. With, with my business, there's only one at the moment. And so that uh, that's actually pre-selected. Then you ask all the questions you need to ask. Your name, phone number, email, 
Uh, I also ask partners for name and email and phone number, address, that kind of thing. And, uh, and that completes the booking form. They click submit and in Dubsado that they can then send them to a contract. So I've got a lawyer create a contract, which they sign to, uh, so we can, we can craft and design a relationship that they are happy with and I'm happy with, which is what a service contract is for. A service contract isn't something you use to screw over clients or, you know, get money out of people. It's a, it's a, it's a definition of the boundaries of your relationship. So they sign that. And then it actually creates an invoice for them and they can pay it then and there. And the workflow doesn't continue unless they pay and they can pay via credit card and they do. So they pay via credit card, they pay via Stripe and they click submit and that starts the workflow. So I've got a workflow. It's actually, that's literally a part of Dubsado. Workflow is a flow of work. It's a series of steps to take place and that's called booking Mm. because it's boring. That's all I do. So uh, in Dubsado, you can go to templates and workflow and I'll show you the workflow because it's, it's kind of cool. The first thing that happens when they when they ignite the workflow, so this means they've given me their details, they've signed the contract, they've paid the money, and then this happens. I activate a client portal for them. So uh, Dubsado has a client portal section where they can uh, log in and see emails and to-do items and forms and see their invoice and that kind of thing. So I activate that portal because you've got to activate that manually. The next thing is that I change the products, uh, the project status, so that inside Dubsado they go from a nothing to a booking, and I updated the status as they proceed through the workflow, so that if uh, if they upload a form like they will do later, they'll change their status. So at any point, I can log into Dubsado, I can see if there's anyone stalled in the queue, like if they've mm. paid but maybe they haven't mm. gone further. So uh, from there, I change the status um, to to booked, and I send them. Uh, I send them a bunch of forms. So forms in Dubsado can be applied to the portal. So if they log in, they can see it, or you can also send them an email them. So one thing I send them is a happily before and a happily ever before and after document, which is a PDF that all couples getting married need to see. I apply it to their portal. And when they log in, they can click on that and they can acknowledge that they've read that, which is something they've got to do. Uh, I send them an email. So what's that form that you say? What's that? What What do you send them? Uh, it's called happily ever before and after. It's a boring government PDF that everyone needs to read. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then I send them an email, um, uh, which uh, just says your booking has been received. Um, and then in that I detail the three things we need to do before we get them married. And uh, that ends with an action point. So I'm also, I'm always thinking about my communication with my clients as if I'm playing handball with them. And if you and I are playing handball, Morgan, the whole deal with handball is just to get the ball out of my court, back into your court. Mm. And mm. when the ball comes into your court, what do you want to do? Back into my court, so that, that that's, that's the right. game we're playing. So each one of my each one of my communications is me putting the ball back in their court, so they always feel affirmed that that they know where they're at. And even if they were to think, "Oh, I don't know where I'm at," if they were to somehow look up the last email, which they can do in their email client or by logging into their portal, they can see all the emails and they can say, "Oh, Josh's yeah. last email said, you know, do this." Uh, from there, we um once they. Once they fill out the, the, the booking form, they get the uh, marriage paperwork information form, which is another one. So that gets sent to them. And I create a to-do item, a to-do item sorry, in Dubsado, which reminds me to make sure that happens. When they do that, uh, we get a moment to log into the birth, deaths, and marriages and actually create the paperwork. That's a, that's a moment that uh, you can't really automate it. You've got to log in and do it and copy and paste. And it's, a, it's 15 minutes of your life. From that, you uh, you upload the um, PDF back to them and you email it back to them. They have to print it out, sign it, 
they send it back. But all of these things, as, as they upload the paperwork, it, it creates the next step, which uh, goes into an appointment scheduler. So they can actually uh, book an appointment with you to sign the marriage paperwork. So the only inflection point there is creating the marriage paperwork for them and actually marrying them on the day. All in all, it's maybe an hour, hour and a half's work, and it's mm. good pay. Yeah, cool. So that's that's massive. Like that's a huge. Uh, I I don't. I, I think. I guess if I stepped back and looked at how my system was, there would be a similar amount of touch points. But I think the fact that you just laid it out so succinctly then has kind of it's just an interesting thing of oh shit that, that's a lot of things like the admin of per couple um is is quite a lot pre and post the wedding so the, here, there's a couple of questions i have in relation to that there are so many steps there specifically that are talking about things inside dubsado did you find that when you switched to dubsado there were I mean, I'm expecting the answer is just to be a bit of a yes and no, but like when you switched to Dubsado, there were some things that there were easier and some things that you were like, oh man, I used to be able to do this so much better or more custom or that kind of thing. Yeah. So in my previous workflows, they were all WordPress gravity form forms, which, uh, which is not dissimilar to your setup um, where you can, with anything that form, you can do something with it and create a zap or a, um, or a multiple number of zaps off that. So your possibilities were pretty much endless as long as, you know, gravity forms and Zapier allowed it. But if you if you put a certain date, I could send you an email based on that date, and, you know, there's so much you could do. In Dubsado, it's a slightly narrower, like it isn't a narrow road, but it's a narrower road mm. than, uh, than you might have been used to. So, uh, so yeah, it's... It's easier in that Dubsado has a workflow in mind for how clients would work. But then some like there's, for example, one thing that I wanted to do, which I, um, I can't do in Dubsado. And what that is, is I wanted to have uh, a public portal link, which is something Dubsado allows that is like, here's a link for anyone to log into a portal. They can go to that. Like I can put it on the website as a link in the, in the um, menu bar and you can choose the portal and you can, type in your username and password and log on, which is great, except for the default status of a client in Dubsado is that they don't have a password. And if they don't have a password, right. they can't log in on the part on the public link. They can only log in, log in via, you know how many websites do that whole, I'll email you a link to log in. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. I yeah. hate that. So yeah, like that's a limitation in Dubsado that I actually, I contacted support about and you know, we'll see if we can work something out. Um, I'm even okay with people just having a default password created for them and they can either use that default password or they can change it. But anyway, so there's little things like that, which obviously is outside of the scope of how Dubsoda was designed. But you're going to find that with any of them, Studio Ninja, Tave, whatever, mm. HoneyBooks. You know, I'd, I'd actually, I'd really love to have a, have a look at HoneyBooks. I've just never been allowed in because it's, it's uh, American and they don't allow Australians to sign up. Yeah, totally. Um I forgot the other question that I was going to ask. I think I think it's something along the lines of like identifying all those things. I keep feeling like people have uh, might, might be listening to this going, "Oh shit, I do none of these things," or "I oh, man, I do some of these things." But I think that whole process of identifying something as a thing that needs doing these processes actually have a framework that encourages you to do that. It does. It, it's it's got a framework for saying, "Hey, this is how we think people should work." Um, but the, the greater encouragement I'd give people is 
to acknowledge that this is a time, like if you're listening to this, you know, in the period in which we recorded it, in which most of the world is in lockdown and shut down, and particularly if you're in a wedding business or an events business, then, you know, uh, what a great time to do some work in our business. Yeah, and I feel, totally. I feel that most of our business is kind of like the old, old adage of building the plane as you fall off a cliff. Which, you know, one is like not the worst thing. Like, like, like never, never have you been a more uh, uh, skilled and able aircraft engineer than when you're falling from a cliff with all the parts to build a plane. Like we, you know, we somehow managed to figure it out. But having achieved that status and you've now built a plane, wouldn't it be great to go into an aircraft hangar and build a plane in the safety and the comfort of an aircraft hangar, which is kind of the opportunity you've got today to actually stop mm collaborate, listen, and do something fresh. I actually kind of just want to tie that up there because that's nice and clean and succinct and there's some actionable things that we can get out of that. Um, yeah, that's good. Josh, the the things that, I mean, I want to do a separate long dive on Zapier and how I build my own custom biz backend one day, but Dubsado, Studio Ninja uh, are some examples of the pre-built off-the-shelf situations, if you will. Um, anything else that you wanted to mention about those? Any other part of the the plug? Did you have to plug anything else in? Like, is there still this tiny 1% of it that is like, oh, I've got this custom little script running somewhere that does something? No, I'm, I'm really desperately trying to get rid of less of those external things. Like in the sales and the marketing side of things, yeah, that's always kind of changing uh, because – we can because that's always a fresh interaction. Like you can be building that fresh every day, like your contact form or your um, – like, for example, I don't have contact forms coming into Dubsado. I've decided that I want to firewall that off. I only want people on Dubsado who have paid me money. If you haven't paid me money, I'll manage you elsewhere. So, you know, you kind of create little firewalls or boundaries in your business. Um, and, and I do that because I'm always experiment, experimenting with sales and I don't want them to be locked into my – uh, you know, my, my personal kind of portal of business and love. I want my sales um, experience, experience to be separate. But you, you might make a different decision to that. Um, for example, I'm playing with uh, different packaging after reading, reading some psychology stuff today. And, uh, and I'm also playing with uh, Bonjour for doing video email. So things like that. So that's, that's like kind of an answer to that question. Like there's a little bit of firewalling. Uh, but no, I just I just used um, Dubsado for the whole customer relationship side of things, and uh, and I would encourage everyone to just have a look. You know, uh, I feel like there's popular packages, and I can tell you, particularly in the wedding industry, because we're so small, popular doesn't usually mean best, which isn't really a swipe at your Honeybox or your Studio Ninja or whatever. Uh, it just usually means. Well, Josh used it, so Morgan used it, so James used it, and then Tim used it, and then Nick used it, and then it's popular mm. because one mm. person used it and the others didn't do any research, which, which, which is fine. Like It could all work out perfectly, but just because I used Dubsado doesn't mean it's the best, and just because someone else uses Studio Ninja doesn't mean it's the best. Um, have a look. Take advantage of the uh, of the you know, month-long um, trials and go in there and create some clients and – you know, that's what I did with others. Like I did, I did that with a lot of the CRMs and that's how I got to Dubsado. Like I hated it the least. Yeah, totally. And I think that another element of that is that just that constantly being on a search to try and find those problems to solve and actually seeing how things happen because yeah, you're right. Like I, I think popular isn't best either. Like the reason that I am where I am at, at the moment is because I keep wanting to try and find ways to save time and so my you know 
hodgepodge shitty garage system it seems to be at the moment the best way to do that um more on that later on another episode but at the moment um where can the good people of the internet find you josh I will be online at uh, joshwithers.com.au. Hello, Josh Withers, on your Instagram and your Facebook. And if you'd like to get a bit more of the personal edge of Josh, ahoy, Josh Withers, on Instagram. Hey, thanks, mate, for coming on. Always a pleasure, my friend. <laughs>